Hey everyone, we are just dropping in with a midday update, or midweek update rather. I really wanted to just talk a little bit and tell Bethany about, um, I guess you could consider it a good update on the Rebecca Gary episodes that we have done. I know that I made a comment about it several episodes ago about how I was traveling down to Baton Rouge with Rebecca's daughter and her sister Joyce to speak to people or someone down there. I made it very, very vague, kind of on purpose, mostly because I wasn't sure what all they would be okay with me sharing. So today is not going to be very long, just going to be probably a few minutes of just kind of catching everyone up on the info, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, So uh, several weeks ago, Joyce reached out to me and asked if I wanted, um, or actually asked if Bethany and I would like to go down to (laughs) Baton Rouge. Um, And Bethany happened to be leaving that same week to go to Florida. I swear nothing happens until I'm going out of town or Crystal's going out of town and then everything wants to happen. Yes, that's like 100% how it always is. So I told her I would go and so I took off work. My work was like super excited to give me it off. Like when I told them what I was doing, everybody was like, I had no trouble finding someone to cover me. Well, they all know we have a podcast and they all listen to it. Yeah. So everybody was like, yeah, of course you can go. Just let me know what you need. And so I was like, okay, I'll let you know when I come back and everything. So thank you for letting me have the day off. Um, And uh, so I drove down one afternoon after work on Thursday and um, met up with Joyce, uh, Becky's daughter, Jamie, who we have spoken to or spoken about in the podcast. This was actually my first time meeting her, and I love her. And we actually met with a cousin of theirs, too, that lives down in the area. And we went to, we went to eat and talk and uh, just kind of all kind of got to know each other. It was my first time meeting Uh, the two of them. I've obviously met Joyce. And um, we went back to the hotel and just kind of chilled for the night. And I will say, um, I did receive permission from Jamie and Joyce to talk about um, everything that was kind of happening. So uh, it was kind of crazy, though, the night we got to the hotel, because Jamie was just remembering stuff and Joyce was telling me this as well that as they were driving down Jamie just kept like having these random memories of things that kind of like could come back to her about just like people that her mom talked to things her mom said places they went just all kinds of just like really random information that she hadn't thought about in years and Mm, also trauma can suppress your memory yes a hundred percent but i also think it's really weird how like over 30 years can go by and you not think about something and then just one day you think about it again that's crazy to me. It is crazy, but you got to think about how young she was and how sudden it happened. Yeah. And it, it was probably she just blocked everything mm-hmm. that she could think of out just so it didn't hurt any more than it already was. Oh, 100%. So, um, I don't know what's going on outside. I, so if I you swear, hear it, this is just how we were talking about <sighs> anytime we're going out of town, stuff happens. No noise. We've been in the studio like two, three hours. Two, three hours. Just talking, talking. and planning stuff. 
and no noise. And the second we hit record, I guess somebody's weed eating or I... I have no idea what's happening. Anyway, so we were talking and they um, wanted me or asked me to write up something that we could release um, to essentially the press if we had to release like a press statement or something. So I spent the night writing something up, making sure it was well with them what they were she did looking great. for. She was texting and calling me the entire time. <laughs> I was time. a little freaked out, a little like scared that I was underqualified. Um, so the next morning we got up and we um, ended up meeting um, at the police station to talk to a detective, Detective Montgomery, about... Um, Becky's case any progress on it and that's when we were all I guess you could say a little discouraged mostly because we found out that for Baton Rouge City Police he is the only missing persons detective the only one and he had several like I mean like double digit cases that were open and active right now including Becky's so you can only imagine how difficult that is um we did bring information with us, and he brought in the information he had. Unfortunately, we knew just as much, if not more, than he did. Um, now, that honestly kind of like was a very big disappointment. I think we all had built it up, Jamie especially, had built it up that like this was going to be like a groundbreaking moment. For her. Because I know Joyce had voiced to us that she was really hoping she'd go down there and they would release stuff to her that maybe she hadn't, that she had to like go there in person to get it. Yes. Um, well, that's also when we found out that there are a few things that are talked about in the case, those case notes, that the police have no record of. Like they don't have them anymore. One in particular being a box of notes that Becky had written to Edward Edwards. I can't even say his name. Edwin Edwards, sorry. Those have completely disappeared. Now, Jamie did say that she specifically remembers seeing those because when she was older, she came back to the police station and they let her look through them. And they're not there anymore. They just don't exist. Mm. And Detective Montgomery said that he doesn't know where they are and that when he had the intern look in their archives several times to see if they could find them and they never were able to find them Mm -hmm. um so that's an interesting piece of information there is a lead i'm not going to talk about the lead um publicly and bethany knows about it it's just something i think should probably remain private and kind of confidential right now but there is a lead that detectives are interested in and are actively trying to pursue and to speak to someone um but again i'm not really gonna say anything about that um i don't want to jinx it or say something that could protect that person or help that person i guess somebody can hear something and run with it yeah so we're not gonna talk about that just know that there is a lead let's call it that let's call it a lead but other than that um I don't want to say we're at the same place because I do think everything was a step forward we have been able to help get 
Becky's name out there. The police media coverage um, on it. The police were able to set up a Crime Stoppers reward. So if anyone does have any information and that does pan out, you can call the Crime Stoppers of Baton Rouge phone number. And if that uh, pans out, the detective told us how it works. It's anonymous. If you have any information, you can report that information. If it pans out, they will give you a bank account number. You take that bank account number to a specific bank. You just hand the note with everything you need to the bank teller. They know exactly what to do, and they give you the cash. No questions asked. That's how it works. I didn't know that. I did not either. He said it's completely anonymous, and they never need to know as long as it pans out. Hmm. So I, I thought that was really interesting. That. I always wondered. I did too. How they did that. Mm-hmm. So um, He also re- let us know that the... I guess it's a rumor um, that you have to wait 24 hours to report an adult missing. That is a lie. Um, That is a complete bogus lie. You do not need to wait 24 hours at all. He said that is probably the most damaging thing that happens for them in missing person cases is that people think that because someone's an adult, they have to wait 24 hours. You do not. Why did I say that then? TV, he said. Oh. I guess they do say it a lot on TV. He said that if... If your husband went missing and he's been gone for two hours and he was supposed to be home and he's been missing for two hours, you have every right to call them to do a welfare check or say that he didn't report him missing. That means my favorite TV show is a lie. Mm. Law and Order. Yeah. SVU. It is a lie. You do not have to wait 24 hours in any circumstances at all. He said if a cop tells you that you need to wait... You, he's like, you fight back and say that it is not a I, law. And I guess you can that report. is true. Every time I've heard that was either a movie or a TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah. So I didn't know that when he told me that. I, I was either. shocked. I, I was really like, thought it was. Mm-mm. No, he said that that is just well, straight up lie. You do not need to wait 24 hours. That's great. So. Because they say the first 48 is the most mm-hmm. important. And then you waste 24 four. of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. God. He said you do not need to wait. He said most people are found relatively quick because they're just like their phone died or yeah. um they broke down on the Car side trouble. of the road or something he's like it's he's like most of the time it's very very small things and he said a lot of the times we know almost immediately if that person ran away or they really are missing and he said when you are a seasoned detective it is very easy to tell the difference because of just like you see it so much that you know like okay certain situations certain things happened and they ran away yeah and he's like you because you start asking questions about the family and how they act and how their personality is and you talk to people they work with and they're like nobody else nobody's really like so quiet that like they just disappear without a trace on purpose like I seem hopeful. He seems nice. He does seem he very nice. Like he actually um, cared. I, I we all got the feeling that he genuinely cared yeah. about the situation. Um, he was very open with us during the conversation and said that he truly believed that something happened to her and that she didn't run away. Um, there were reports in those case notes of people suggesting that she ran away with a trucker. I know we had yeah. talked to Joyce about that. Yeah. And she and he said he absolutely did not believe that to be the case. That there was no suggestions of that. Now, while talking to Jamie, 
Um, she did mention to me some things that she remembered that were also in the notes. And one of them that she mentioned that she mentioned to me that she remembered was the night that her mom went missing. There was a guy that showed up at the door and her mom and this guy started arguing because he was telling her that they needed to go and she didn't want to go. And that she woke Jamie up early in the morning, like like early in the morning or late at night, something like that on a Sunday. And the guy wanted to pay for Jamie and Becky to get on this bus and head to Shreveport. Mm -hmm. But Becky refused to let him pay and said, I'm not, I don't want to go. And Becky Becky forced Jamie to get on the bus. And Jamie said that that is the reason she was so mad at her mom and said such hateful things to her mom when she got on the bus is because she was mad that her mom was not coming with her when she had an opportunity to. And this guy was paying for this ticket and she didn't understand that. Um, she was so young. Though. She was so She's young. She's got like, I know she probably holds that against she, herself. I, yeah. And then she did share with me that um, when her uncle was picking up the things from her mom's apartment, that after that, when she had arrived in Shreveport, she had written her mom a letter apologizing. And that when she, her uncle picked up the stuff, he told her that the letter from her had been opened. And she didn't know if that really was the truth or not. He just said that to make her feel better, but that was something that really helped her was to know that even if she did, her mom read it and yeah, it's already a traumatic experience. So I so I told her that moment too. No matter what the truth is, I know your mom. Yeah, I mean, forgave you. I mean, she sent you on a bus back, and that was already hard. I know, like at from a mom's perspective, that would already be super hard mm-hmm. sending your child by themselves. Mm-hmm. That just showed how much she cared for Jamie. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you out of here mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Even if someone else was paying for the ticket for now. me to go, and yeah, I yeah. understand. Um, so that was information that I didn't heard, and I was very happy and very grateful that Jamie shared that with us. Um, because I think that is important to know that, like, there was a sense of urgency around her leaving. Like, yeah. And she remembered that. She remembered being confused and not understanding why she had to leave and her mom wasn't. And why this man, because this man said that there was someone, um, at, not not after them, that, that she knew about somebody stealing money or stealing something, that Becky knew about it. Mm. And red flag red flag and so that's why they needed to leave so i mean it's suspicious it's very suspicious something happened there so there are so many things that point to something happening oh yeah and that's what detective montgomery was very open about like yeah there's too many things and too many question marks I'm still caught up on yeah. the two coffee cups. Yeah. She back. did share with me, too, um, when we went to the state capitol, because we went to go see the apartment that they mm-hmm. lived in prior to where she went missing, because we did visit. We went to eat at this really great restaurant called Frank's. <laughs> and when I tell you they had the best biscuits I've ever had in my entire life, um, literally not even 50 feet next door probably more than 50 feet but literally a parking lot and then there's the apartment little cottages that yeah, you sent Becky went from me. you were at the restaurant and yes and you could literally see it across yes the it was street. so yeah. close 
and um, she asked to take some pictures there. So we took a few pictures and that's good. Um, yeah, and just kind of like just stood there and looked yeah. at it. And um, it's kind of like it sits kind of catacornered, like kind of in a row with other little cottages. It's just one single story has a door in the front. It's very like square shaped. Um, it's on the ground level. Like I mean, it's just like another like a normal little cottage, basically. And it's like all white. It's like a white, yeah, white cream like white color. Cream, yeah. And so, um, it's not super close to the Capitol, but she did show us where the previous building that they stayed at that was really close to the Capitol. And it's a little apartment building that she had all of these great memories come back. Um, she showed us the exact apartment that they stayed in on the second floor. And right underneath was a woman that used to babysit her that she said would make the best gumbo she ever had in her life. Oh, God. And then right around the corner, she showed us the apartment where another one of her mom's friends lived in when she was murdered. Um, And so she was murdered, I think, several months, if not a year before Becky went missing. And this friend um, was murdered by her boyfriend, I believe. And That's so um, traumatic for Jamie. That's so like back to back. Yes, and po- apparently police wanted to find Jamie, but I think she was already in Shreveport because she witnessed. I think they said that she witnessed um, the guy coming in and out of the apartment or something, or oh. just like seen him. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I don't really remember the story. Um, That's heavy. I read. I've read all of this information. In another article that was published about Rebecca. That's a little problematic to say the least um i'm rolling my eyes that had (laughs) that got a lot of information incorrect so i don't know the full no truth of that i mean i'll just say this they got the address wrong like what like what building it was and everything so and whatever but while we were there she told us about how she used to play at the capitol building um in our capitol building let me kind of explain it to you guys who don't aren't from louisiana have you ever seen our capitol building yes what were we talking about not too long about capitals and i said thank god i wasn't on a tv show i don't know because i would have got it wrong Oh, we're talking about Pennsylvania, and I said Harrisburg. Oh, God, yes, and I was like, thank God I'm not on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? <laughs> she I was like, what? You would have got that one wrong. So, there are some state capitals. I, look, before Tyler, I would have gotten it wrong, too. I totally would have gotten it wrong. Don't ask me, because I would not have said that. What? So, the state capital in Louisiana is actually on this huge piece of land with, like, trees and a mm-hmm. park, I've and it's it. very, very green. And it's a beautiful, like, it is a beautiful piece of land. It looks like you're in a park rather than, mm-hmm. like, at a state capitol. And it's really, really tall. It's a beautiful building. Mm-hmm. Well, Jamie used to play in the grounds, and she'd play inside the building, and everyone knew her. And she remembered that there was a particular day when her mom and Edwin Edwards were kind of, like, on an, on an out. Like, they weren't, like, always together like talking like there would be like ebbs and flows like breaks yeah basically. there yeah there'd be breaks and in this particular break she was playing with the daughter of i believe a congressman or some person that was important she was playing with 
his daughter and the secretary um you know basically said hey do you want to meet the governor he's in office today he's in his office today and so she escorted him in and she was like of course he knew who I was and he greeted me like he knew who I was and signed a picture for her and she told me that the picture that was found torn up in the apartment was that picture so it's so weird. It's like he was almost pretending like he didn't really. And that's what she said. Like she, put it like, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I am. <laughs> yes. Like we spend time outside of the office mm, together. And and I even asked Jamie about that. I was like, do you feel like you know without a doubt, like without a shadow of a doubt, that Edwin Edwards was associated with your mom? And she was like, oh, yeah. She's like, I saw him. Filled in the blanks. You know what crystal means by yeah. associated. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I saw him. I didn't, I didn't need, like, I know. Same way that Joyce said she knows. And uh, they have, uh, I mean, Joyce herself has a lot of mm-hmm. memories of seeing him, mm-hmm. you know, going to events. Yeah. And so I do want to say, too, that one thing that was very implicitly made by Jamie was that she does not want people focusing on the Edward Edwards angle. I 100% agree. Me and Crystal both agree and we talked about it. And it's very true because people get hung up on just like that what Crystal was just talking about where they got a lot of information wrong. It was a lot about you know who and not so much about Becky, which mm-hmm. makes no sense to me. Like, we're literally here to talk about Rebecca. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a person. They, and they, I do agree that if we talk too much about the Edwards angle, it sort of gets rid of the credibility of it all. It's also very overwhelming. Yes. It, that's very, that's a, and a it, big it, political person. Yes. And it also has the potential to be a ginormous red herring. It does. Yes. And I hate to think of it like that, but I mean, I think that in order to understand everything and to go and figure out every mm-hmm. single part of the story, we have to recognize that it could potentially be a red herring while also thinking that it could not be a red herring. So at the end of the day, we're here for Becky. Yes. And and what both Jamie and, and Joyce said is they don't care they do care, but what happened I, to I Becky? What yeah, what happened? What's more important to Becky doesn't matter to them as much as knowing, like knowing where she is. Yeah, like That's having Joyce's. I mean, the first time we met her, that I just want to know where. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and even Jamie said, like, if she's gone, that's okay. Like, it's not okay, but like, it gives I them think like they basically without saying it out loud to us. They just want to know. Yeah, they want... They just want to yeah, know. Well, yeah. They want to know, like, what... Like, like, where she is. Like, if she is gone... Yeah. She's gone. If she... Or me being crazy and when I asked Joyce if maybe she's in witness protection. Okay. Well, we actually... I brought up so many well, different scenarios. Well, we asked scenarios. that question to Detective Montgomery. And he said that... Um, it doesn't make sense as an angle because if it was something that had to do with Edwards, 
why would after he died why would she not have come out of witness protection which it, which when we said or after he was imprisoned true why would she not come out of witness protection which i think the only reason i said that is when we we've told y'all this the first time we met joyce we literally closed down rhino coffee mm-hmm. we, they were like man y'all need to go and we were still sitting there talking and i all my intrusive thoughts just kept coming out and i like was just saying a bunch of things and i was like witness protection mm-hmm. and i wasn't even meaning to say it out loud it's in my mind but then we we were talking about that we in that i think i hurt joyce's feelings and i didn't mean to because she was like well why didn't she come and find me after mm-hmm. he passed and i was like i don't want you to think that i meant that i was just word vomiting spitballing trying to think of possibilities mm-hmm. on something that has an outcome that's not the outcome that you want because mm-hmm. there's an outcome that neither of them want mm-hmm. and it very well could be the outcome. and jamie said that she really thought about it for a while because she said that she knew if her mom had told her that they were going into witness protection that she would have made a big fuss about it yeah. and not have gone because she didn't even want to get on was. the bus without her yeah so she's like i knew she wouldn't have um but I, from what i got she really thinks that that's not and i didn't either happened. after i said it i know i really and truly don't think it it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense 30 years later. No. Um, it also doesn't make sense that she, like, uh, you know, met a lot of missing people. Not a lot, but there are some missing people who have, like, mental breaks and disappear and they have amnesia and they don't know who they are and, you know, they're gone. That doesn't make sense. Um, something happened and that's the only thing that makes sense. And someone knows what happened and that's the only thing that makes sense. And Unfortunately. I wish it was a different outcome. Yeah. But. And unfortunately, too, we're getting to the point where it's over 30 years since all of this happened. And the people that would have been directly involved in this are, retired, are dying. Retired or passed away or just avoiding it all together. Yeah. I mean... If somebody was 30 when this happened, they'd be in their mid-60s. Or older. Or older. Think about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's It's scary that there Mm. might not ever be any kind of questions answered. Which breaks my heart for Mm -hmm. their mom. Yeah. So, which they have said, too, that they really feel like their mom is hanging Hanging on on for answers. Joyce has mentioned to me several times that she literally thinks that her mom is only... She's in her 90s. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yes um which i really want to meet this woman because they said that she is a hoot Mm -hmm. and every time they take her to the doctors like to a doctor's Mm -hmm. appointment she's like hey doc you forgot to give me my prescription for my birth control (laughs) (laughs) i i will be that old lady i was like i would 100 be that old lady and i was like that's the most amazing thing that i have ever heard i was like that would be me and i hope to aspire to be the 90 year old woman that's at the doctor saying you gotta get my birth control i don't want no more babies no my god oh it would kill me but that's pretty much what i have for an update for everyone um i just wanted to make sure that i spoke about everything and got all that information out for people so that you understood that this is an ongoing case for us that that it is something for updates yeah that it's something that we're still involved in that we still plan on continuing to be involved in that we don't want to stop being involved in we want to make sure that this is something that 
when answers are given and they are finally like given to us that we can be able to share that with you guys so respectfully respectfully yes because not everybody that covers this case is respectful respectful and that may be being petty but i wanted to include that (laughs) for our side um but yeah that's all we got so when you hear this drop just know that it's a random little episode this is not a full replacement episode and yes next week you will be hearing from yours truly on a local Shreveport case so yes yes I forgot what was next but yes it's a good case it's a very good case so um I will I'll be honest I'll just say it included now I'm going to talk about this case I I don't know exactly everything I'm going to talk about in it yet only because I did reach out to the family um just for the sake of reaching out and seeing if they wanted me to include anything in particular if they wanted me to talk about anything in particular and I never heard back from them and it's been about a month or so so um how did you reach out to them facebook it's the only way that I could figure out to reach I couldn't find any information anywhere else I couldn't find a phone number because it could have gone to spam or whatever yeah um i saw like it's probably gonna be in some random folder and it's an older lady so i know she probably doesn't know how to check it but i couldn't find anything else to reach out to and i was looking to see on her on her facebook page if i could find anybody that was direct family Mm. but i was very like kind of confused because there was stuff with like a lot of people tagged in it so i'm gonna talk about it it's a little more recent and it's very sad but i do think that it is something that I feel like they need to have their, the boys need to have their day in the, in the spotlight, spotlight. I guess. Yeah. They need their story told is what I'm saying. I didn't know if I wanted to say <laughs> I didn't want to say spotlight either. Their, their story told. That's what I'm saying. You know, we like to tell people stories. So that is all I got for you guys. We will hopefully have you join us for next time. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Bye.